Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to Lore Beyond the Grave. I'm Cecilia, and this week is almost going to be like a Cinderella story, I guess we could say. You know, the story of the wicked stepmother who tries to ruin the daughter's life. Yeah, except this is a real case. I feel like loads of people have had their fair share of evil stepmothers, but out of those thousands of stories, it's very few that end in death. All jokes aside, this is a very upsetting case, so listener discretion is advised. This is the story of Zara Baker. To start the story off, we're going to be talking about a woman named Elisa Baker and her childhood life. So she was born June 6, 1968 in North Carolina. Elisa lived with both of her parents and also had two sisters. Her mother was extremely strict and hard on Elisa. If she was ever to act out or go against what her parents would say, her mother would hit her. Her father, on the other hand, wasn't really involved in the abuse, I guess you could say. Some would describe Elisa as being her father's favorite, so she definitely had a troubled childhood that very possibly carried on to the rest of her life. When Elisa got to be about 16, she decided she didn't need to go to high school anymore and that she could get through her life without it because she was smart enough and she knew what she wanted. So she dropped out. And it is important to mention that around this time, Elisa got pregnant. And I'm not sure if that's why she decided to drop out or not. If she found out she was pregnant after the fact, it's unclear but she was left to figure it out on her own and didn't have the support from her family anymore. So now she's left by herself with no support with her pregnancy and eventually she gave birth to her daughter and she named her daughter Amber. But Elisa was still trying to figure out her next steps in life and it definitely feels like a pretty difficult situation. It is important to also mention that during her years in high school, she had a boyfriend named Jerry Winkler. And of course, it wasn't a very long-lived relationship, especially given that she had dropped out and the relationship just didn't work. After a while she gave birth to Amber, she was heading up to a gas station and ran into Jerry. And they hit it off and started talking and hanging out and it took only a week after they reunited for Jerry to propose to Elisa. Now, keep in mind, they were both 17, so legally they needed their parents' permission. So they went back and lied to their family, saying that Jerry was the biological father of Amber, and both families approved. Just like any other high school relationship, the marriage did not last long. Well, it actually didn't really happen at all because Jerry got cold feet and realized this was more that he wanted at the time, and the marriage was annulled. Not to fear, though. There are still plenty of marriages to go over with Elisa. A couple years go by, and Elisa is now 19, taking care of Amber when she meets a man named Joseph Proctor. Now, Joseph did suffer injuries from a car accident years before and was physically affected by the injuries to that day. They hit it off really well because Elisa knows what she's doing. She knows what she wants and she knows how to get it. Speaking of which, this case reminds me a bit about the Giggling Granny serial killer. I did it a few weeks back. 
If you guys haven't listened to it, you should. It gets really dark. And this woman was married to so many people, just like Elisa. Anyways, Joseph and Elisa quickly got married and had a son named Douglas, as well as a daughter named Brittany together. Now, for the most part, the couple's relationship was going good. The problem was that they were still living with Joseph's mom, and his mom noticed Elisa would steal things of hers, and she got really tired of it. So she confronted her and tried to kick her out of the house as well and put a restraining order on her. But this did not go smoothly with Elisa. She started making all types of threats and even saying that she would kill her baby if she made her leave. Years later, Elisa left her husband, Joseph, and took both of her daughters with her leaving Douglas behind. Not that we weren't expecting this to be the outcome, but I feel so bad for the children. I can't even imagine my own mother taking my siblings and leaving me behind. But honestly, it's probably for the better that Douglas didn't go with his mom. So we got through the first two marriages. Now we're going to jump to 1992 where the third marriage takes place. Elisa met a man named Andrew Harris Jr. at a bar. They got married and months go by and Elisa gets very abusive towards everyone, Andrew and even her daughters. She would hit them, say horrible things, and even lock them in their rooms for hours at a time. I mean, this woman really had no care for anyone in her life. Elisa was playing a game that was going to make sure she got whatever she wanted, no matter who she hurt in the end. She was extremely selfish, and we can see, and it's sad to say, but she really didn't care for her children like a mother does, at all. A few years go by, and this couple is still together, until Andrew leaves for work for a few days, and when he returns, the house is basically empty. Elisa took almost everything from him and left him by himself with no explanation. In 1994 is when, yet again, Elisa met another man named Daryl Putnam. And Daryl was deaf, so it was relatively hard for him to communicate with other people, but nonetheless, he made it work. The two moved in together and then got married just a few weeks after. The relationship was smooth for a little bit until, yet again, everything went downhill and Elisa shed her true colors. She was still very abusive to her two daughters and that did not change. Amber was now eight years old at this point and Elisa thought it would be a good idea to tell Daryl that Amber had cancer, even though that's completely false and Amber was actually fairly healthy. She would even go as far as constantly pushing Amber around in a wheelchair. Some time goes on and one day Daryl was coming home from work when he found another man in his home with Elisa. So he turned around and left. But when he came back once again, just like the last relationship, all of his stuff was gone. Even his hearing aids. I mean... What? How cruel do you have to be to take a man's hearing aids? You have no use for them. That just boggles me. And obviously, Elisa and the kids were nowhere to be found. 
Now, Elisa is 29 and met a man named Jeffrey Alfred. This is when the abuse became really bad physically. She would throw things at him, hit him with baseball bats, and as you can imagine, this marriage was also very short-lived. Eventually, Jeffrey packed his things and left when Elisa wasn't home. And good for him. He's the first man to ever leave Elisa on his terms. Very proud of him for that. Ten months after Jeffrey left Elisa, she moved on to her sixth marriage with a man named Aaron Young. Now, keep in mind, not only was he very young, but he suffered from a bone disease when he was young, which caused him to have many, many surgeries. And to switch it up this time around, this wasn't like her previous five short-lived relationships. This couple was together for 10 years, and it all ended because Aaron's mom found Elisa having an affair with another man in her car. So at this point, the couple was no longer together, but they actually never got a divorce. So keep that in the back of your head. So now we can finally move on to the final marriage, number seven. This takes place in 2008. She met this man named Adam Baker, who was 33 years old and had a daughter named Zara Baker. Adam and his daughter lived in Queensland, Australia. And how the two met was on IMVU, which is basically a virtual world app where you can talk to other people from around the world. After a short while of talking, Elisa decided she was going to move to Australia to be with Adam and his daughter Zara. Now we can finally switch up the topic and talk about Zara because she is crucial to this case. Zara was born November 16, 1999. Unfortunately, after she was born, her mother Emily decided it was too much and gave all rights to Father Adam leaving her husband and her child for good. Zara lived with her grandparents and her father for a long time, and despite her mother leaving, she had a happy childhood. When she was just five years old, she got diagnosed with a very aggressive bone cancer and had to get one of her legs amputated. Despite everything, she got through her cancer, but it was short-lived because the cancer came back when she was seven and now it was in her lungs. She did several rounds of very aggressive chemotherapy and because of that, she lost most of her hearing and had to get hearing aids. And once again, after everything, she overcame her cancer again, which is so amazing. At seven years old, she beat cancer twice and still had such an outgoing, bubbly personality. Now we get back to Elisa. So when Elisa moved to Australia, she moved in with Adam and his parents. But Elisa and Adam's parents did not get along from the start. They did not like her. They could see right through her lies. The couple later got married and Elisa decided that the now family, and I'm saying that with air quotes, was moving to the United States. So now you're taking this young 10-year-old girl away from her family and the place she calls home. And Adam is just so head over heels with Elisa that he accepts this 
And keep in mind that if Zara were to move to the United States, her health care would no longer be free. And this was a huge problem because Adam and his parents did not come from money and they would not be able to afford all of Zara's needs. But Elisa played the situation saying that her family was extremely wealthy and all medical bills would be paid no problem. And honestly, I just really feel for the little girl right now. She already went through so much and now this is such an unnecessary added stress to her life. So when they finally moved, they moved to North Carolina and lived with Elisa's father. And of course, because the family did not come from money, Zara was not receiving treatments because they couldn't afford it and Adam couldn't get a job to make do because he came to America legal, illegally. Yes, Zara loved the U.S., but she needed her treatments, and it's just like everyone put her to the back of their mind, and it just really sucks. Eventually, they got kicked out of Elisa's father's home and around 2009 found an apartment to live in. And obviously, when you're living in an apartment, you can always hear your neighbors, so the couple began getting into terrible fights and it got very repetitive and the neighbors grew concerned and started to complain about it. And the part that really angers me is that Zara was forced to sleep in the attic and with only a blanket. She was basically being kept in a prison. I don't know what Adam was like before Elisa showed up into his life, but this is completely insane. This young girl is your daughter who's never had a break in her life. She's never been able to really live her normal childhood and you guys are keeping her locked in the attic? It's just so devastating and it breaks my heart. They did end up getting kicked out of the apartment because they weren't paying any more rent and they moved into a trailer park and Adam also got a job. With Adam getting a job and them moving into this trailer park, I think now is a good time to mention that Elisa is in so much debt. She has never once paid any of her bills or anything of that sort. In total, she's lived at 42 different addresses. And once she's no longer able to lie and cheat her way out of paying, she runs away. Elisa was also a drug dealer, and Adam had no clue about any of this. Now that Adam got a job and he wasn't around as much, it was just Zara and Elisa. And Elisa was not nice to Zara. Elisa made her run up and down hills, and mind you, this little girl has a prosthetic leg. She did this just to humiliate Zara. Not only would she humiliate her, but she would beat her. We know Elisa has a past with this abuse, so I'm not surprised it's continuing, but it's almost like it was fun to her. Zara would get beaten for basically breathing. She even got hit so hard that Elisa broke her hand in the process. She accidentally hit Zara's prosthetic leg. And yes, Adam works a lot, but come on. I know you are not that clueless to your own child being abused. 
especially when other people weren't blind to this abuse, even though Adam sure acted like he was. One of Zara's teachers actually gave her her phone number for if she ever needed anything. Because the authorities were not stepping in, they would not do anything for Zara. When word got back to Elisa that a teacher gave her her phone number, Elisa was furious, and that's when Zara became homeschooled. In 2010, Elisa and Adam rented a house from Adam's boss, and like I said, Zara was homeschooled, so this really gave Elisa an excuse not to let Zara leave the home whatsoever. She was not allowed to leave, this poor girl was stuck inside ever since they moved in. October 9th, 2010, Elisa called 911 because she noticed there was a small fire. So, firefighters arrived and put the fire out, but as they were leaving, they saw a note on Adam's car stating, We have your daughter. Send us a million dollars and you can have her back. But it was addressed to Adam's boss, Mark. The firefighters get police involved and call Mark, but Mark said that his daughter was right next to him. But later that same day, Elisa and Adam call the police once more, and this phone call, they report Zara missing. Basically, the kidnapper got Adam confused with Mark and meant to take Mark's daughter instead of Adam's. But that just seems, I don't know, a bit far-fetched. And it took all day to realize your daughter had gone missing? Police began searching for Zara, but they also talked to Elisa and Adam and noticed that their stories did not add up to each other. They both claimed to have checked on Zara at different times, and police grew weary of both of them. They took Elisa in for a polygraph test, and she failed it, obviously, and she was arrested for all her fraud that police gathered on her not on the disappearance of Zara, because they didn't have any proof for that yet. Police then got a search warrant for Adam's home, and they brought all their tools. What they found, though, isn't as shocking as I'd say it's absolutely heartbreaking. Zara's room was repainted when they did the search, and they found blood everywhere, and it was Zara's. They also found human remains in Elisa's car. Detectives decide to interrogate Elisa on what happened to Adam's daughter, and they told her if she didn't cooperate, she would never get out of jail. So, Elisa tried to get a plea deal for telling them the truth. She wanted to make sure she wouldn't get the death penalty. Adam was then brought in for questioning once again, and he stated that the last time he saw his daughter was 15 days before she disappeared. Wow, words can't describe. Did he really say 15 days? Do you really not care that much? When the plea deal was arranged, Elisa told police that two weeks prior, she came home and found Zara unconscious, and there was nothing she could do to revive her and then called and told Adam everything, and apparently Adam was the one who decided not to report Zara miss passing. 
They took Zara's body and dismembered her in the bathroom and then got rid of the body parts. But obviously, that was a complete lie. I mean, nothing about that story can even be believable for even a mere second. Elisa told police where some of Zara's body parts were, and when they found them, they determined her cause of death was undetermined homicidal violence. And phone records confirmed that the part where Adam came home and helped Elisa dismember Zara was a lie. And Adam was at work. Elisa was home. Police now believe that on September 24th, 2010, Elisa went into Zara's room and beat her to death, drug her body into the bathroom, and dismembered her body. Then painted her room to try to hide the blood. Elisa Baker was charged with second-degree murder and was sentenced to 18 years. 18 years. 18. The woman didn't even cooperate on her plea. She lied. Years later, she was given an extra 10 years for drug dealing. It's so sad how much this little girl had to go through in her life. She was a fighter. She never even saw her own father anymore, and I bet going from having a father that was always there for you to knowing one that doesn't even know you're dead, that just has to be extremely heartbreaking. I hope today's episode didn't make you sob, but it is so upsetting. Thank you all for listening, and if you want to watch short stories and crime cases, check out my TikTok, Lore Beyond the Grave. See you all next week.